Hello, my name is Laura Malasardi, and welcome to my podcast on global goal number four, quality education. And this podcast is going to take a little bit of a closer look on technology and its impact on global education. Um, And as I started to do some more research on this global goal, um, a lot more about technology started to pop up. Um, And a few years ago, when the international community came together to assess the progress that had been made towards um, the global goal number four, um, it became clear that, first of all, there had been great progress made towards this goal, um, uh, particularly in the area of getting kids into school. Um, And so it had been found in 2015 by UNICEF that 92% of the world's primary school age children were now in school. Um, And so that was really remarkable progress towards this goal. Um, But this focus on enrollment um, did cause some other problems. And so there were other issues like soaring classroom sizes, um, a lack of qualified teachers and a lack of access to basic learning materials like textbooks. Um, and so, you know, that affects, you know, the children's ability to to learn within the classroom. Um, and so this idea of how can technology come in and support um, some of these areas um, kept popping up as I continued to read more about education um, globally. Um, And so since goal four is really to ensure inclusive and quality education for all and promote lifelong learning, um, and now that the majority of our world's youngest children are in school, how do we ensure that they receive education that's really going to lead lead them to healthy and productive lives um, and be able to, you know, lead themselves and their families into better lives? Um, And, you know, we have to assess their access to materials um, and and technology. And so I think oftentimes that, you know, we think especially, you know, living in the United States in in a developed country, we think, well, if we could just get, you know, a computer into the hands of every child in the world, you know, they would be in a much better situation. And, you know, that's one easier said than done, but also I found it very interesting as I started to read that, that isn't actually the answer um, and that there are a lot of um, problems that that creates and um, a lot of difficulties. There was a um, program put together in 2005 called One Laptop Per Child um, and the goal was to build a device that would be cheap and durable enough to work in any developing community um, and preloaded onto these devices were was a special operating system and there were learning games and educational resources um, that were believed to be able to help children uh, learn and 11 years later um, the project really had failed to reach a global scale Um, there had been some successful implementations in some parts of the world but in other parts it really hadn't in most other parts it really had not worked um and what had been found and this is the part that i found was really interesting was that the devices were not integrated into the economy of the communities where they ended up so if a part on the computer broke there was really no way to for the consumers um to 
get a part fixed. Everything would have to be outsourced um, because these devices came from developed countries and were sent there. Um, and so they really had no way to to um, to fix them or to really help themselves. Um, or likewise, if the technology advanced, um, there was no way to keep up. Um, and so it really didn't work. Um, and so it was it was pretty it was pretty interesting to me that you know just having a computer isn't really the answer. Um, and so then you have to ask yourself, you know, what's next then? You know, how, how do we fix this? Um, and how do we make technology more accessible to children in a way that's going to support their learning? Um, so we know that access to quality devices is definitely important, um, but shipping them from developed countries is not going to be the answer. Um, we need to support these underdeveloped countries in um, building um, production, building their own production of these devices um, and bringing them the means of productions, production to, to, to support themselves. Um, so that way they don't have to outsource everything when something goes wrong with these devices. Um, and that's going to, you know, that has a, a ripple effect as well, because, you know, I began to think, you know, that doesn't just affect their ability to keep up with the technology, but that also supports their local economy, and, you know, can affect so many of the other global goals. Um, but we need to support um, their ability to develop within their own communities. And content is so crucial. So there needs to be cloud-based solutions that make all kinds of content available to students as you know education advances you know by just having things preloaded onto a computer is so limiting for kids um that's that's great for a short term um amount of time but you know as the months and the years go on they need to be able to have access to um you know everything that you know a, a child who's connected in developed countries has access to so certainly some sort of a cloud-based solution um and you know just you know technology we know is going to play a very important role in the future of inclusive and quality education um, but we really need to create some sort of a system where these local communities and countries are given the ability to manufacture and sustain their own technology in order um, to have the greatest impact on student success and long-term success with implementing these technologies in underdeveloped countries.